Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, after we uh, dealt with uh, the Uber thing, we've kind of moved on to the Airbnb thing, another big component of the sharing economy and, you know, kind of the, the Wild West that exists when it comes to regulating all of this. Now, even though Airbnb is new, the idea of owning vacation property and renting out your vacation property is not new. I mean, literally for decades, people have rented out their their summer cabins and cottages uh, while owning them and using themselves, using them themselves uh, at various times of the year. But it's a lot easier to do that now. It's a lot easier to use that as a revenue stream when it comes to sites like Airbnb and VRBL. Now, you look at Calgary and look up Calgary on Airbnb, you're going to find a lot of sites. But obviously in, in vacation hotspots, there's some some real value, but there's also concern from these communities. So Canmore, obviously a very popular destination. People love going to the mountains to ski, love going there to hike in the summer. If you own vacation property there, I mean, there's the potential to earn some money. But there are some rules you need to follow. Uh, so the town of Canmore is uh, dealing with this right now. In fact, uh, John Himpy was there yesterday as they addressed some of these questions. Uh, Global News reporter John Himpy joins us uh, here this afternoon. Hi, John. Hey, Rob. Uh, so what, what's uh, going on in Canmore? Well, so Canmore has had a law in the books, and this has actually been for roughly about a decade, actually, since the whole boom of air of uh, the bed and breakfasts back in the 90s even, uh, is that the idea that you, you can rent out your place for a short-term rental uh, is not allowed. Uh, now, there are some registered bed and breakfasts and some registered vacation home rentals. Um, they're licensed by the city, and there's a licensing process that you have to go through to be part of that program. But I can't, if I own a home in Canmore, I can't just go willy-nilly and put it up on Airbnb like somebody in, in the city could. Right, so it's... It's the act of listing it. It's not necessarily that the city has to catch you in the act of, you know, money being handed to you. It's the, the mere fact that your your place has been listed. That's right. And and the reason behind this, and I've talked with Mayor John Borlman before about this, is there is a housing crunch in Canmore. And there are a lot of people, you know, who legitimately need to live in the town. And the, and the concern is when you t- start taking properties that probably should be one-month rentals, you know, month-to-month rentals, and you start breaking those down into three-night, four-night, five-night rentals, you end up with two problems. One is the affordability of of housing for people who need to live in Canmore, and also a desire by people in Canmore not to have, as as the mayor had said last year, uh, hotels popping up in their neighborhoods. Well, yeah, and I mean, there's there's a reason why there's demand for this, because as I say, people want to go and, and vacation in Canmore. <laughs> and assignment in Canmore right? as a reporter for the day is great. I, oh, absolutely. I, I, I'd love to stay there a couple of days. Uh, but what's <laughs> interesting, and, and you heard from, from one gentleman yesterday who, who argues that he's been unfairly caught in this net because of some old listing that he'd either forgotten about or, or wasn't aware of. 
Yeah, so he, um, Gareth Thompson is his name, and he, he tells me that he had a listing years ago online on a website when he was renting out his home as a vacation property, as a rental property. I'm guessing this is before the bylaw came into effect. Um, and he says once he learned of the bylaw, he took it offline, and this is years ago. Well, bylaw enforcement, what, the way that Canmore enforces their bylaw is administration goes to these websites like Airbnb, uh, VRBO, and they will look at the properties on there and compare them against their listing of, of authorized uh, vacation homes and, and bed and breakfasts. And if, if something does not match, uh, they do their due diligence to figure out why it's on there. And then they send off a, uh, a ticket, basically, in the mail uh, saying, stop this, and also a $2,500 fine. And that's what happened with this guy who says, hey, I, some other website picked it up. I didn't intentionally put it there, and and now he's out about $2,700. That's a lot of dough. Wow. Yeah. What's interesting, too, um, there's there's still, I mean, despite the bylaw, there's a lot of listings for, for Canmore, isn't there? There are, and and like I said, I mean, there there is a program in place in Canmore to allow for vacation rentals and that kind of stuff, but again, it's, it's a very, um, it, they are very specific on land use in that community, even so much so, actually, you know, on the same night that this conversation's going on, uh, there was a conversation going on about a new rental property that's going up uh, with about 150 units for for people to live in the in the town, right? So housing is is a very dominant conversation in Canmore. Right. Now, Canmore has a little bit more flexibility than Banff being outside the National Park. Uh, and I understand things are a lot tighter in Banff, too, when it comes to Yeah, housing. I mean, Banff is, is also in, the, in this vein where um, not only uh, do you run the risk of, of uh, running afoul of the town, uh, but also of Parks Canada. Uh, that the, you know, when you sign your lease with Parks Canada to to get that play, plot of land where your house is, um, one of the stipulations is short term rentals are not allowed either. So um, it's the, the bound rules are definitely a bit more strict. So the meeting yesterday was this then to to basically reassert the town's position to let people know that this is how it is, or are they talking about changing any of that? So Mr. Thompson used yesterday as the opportunity to. I guess in in a way make an appeal to council. He you know during the public portion of the meeting where he can make comments and statements as as a citizen. Um, you know he kind of laid out his case. Council did nothing yesterday uh, in Canmore. Said you know we're going to bring this up in a couple of weeks' time. I talked to the general manager uh, for uh, municipal infrastructure in Canmore, and and his comment to me was, we are very confident in the system that we have in place, the processes that we have in place. We've had them vetted by our lawyers. We. We believe that this is the system that works well, and it's a system that a lot of people in Canmore support because there is a desire to not have all all, all these properties popping up as short-term rentals. So if people do want to rent out their property, Canmore maintains that, look, we have a process that there's, there's hoops you got to jump through if that's what you want to do. And there's a formula to it, too. I mean, you know, we talk about buildings as well where, um, you know, if, if, for example, let's say in a residential building, there might only be so many places that are allowed for employee housing or so many places that are allowed for uh, vacation homes. Right. So it's it it they manage this very, very tightly. Yeah, do they do. All right, well, John, appreciate the update. Thanks for this. Hey, no problems. All right, that's uh, reporter John Himpy. Uh, you can read more on this uh, 770CHQR.ca. Uh, you certainly got to sympathize for this, this homeowner. I mean, he's maintaining that, look, he had a listing, an old listing years ago, and and we often see this with websites where they'll basically copy listings from other sites to populate their own. And so this guy's arguing that, look, I didn't even know this was on this website. 
and I'm being hit with a $2,500 fine? In his mind, it's pretty heavy-handed. Members of council, I have to tell you that this action feels extremely heavy-handed on the part of the town of Camor. Had I been given even 24 hours to bring my property into compliance uh, with the bylaw, the appeal process would have been avoided. We would have saved the valuable time of the volunteers and councillors to sit on the SDAB, not to mention the very real cost of the half-dozen town staff who attend such meetings. So what he's asking for is not for the, the town to get rid of the bylaw, but just to be a lot more compassionate with it. Where's the harm in, one, in, a, in an administration official of the town of Camwar emailing you or, phone, or giving you a phone call and saying, hey, are you aware that your place is listed? Are you aware that you're in contravention of the bylaw? Um, are you currently renting your home? Because you should stop and uh, you've got 24 hours or a week or whatever to come into compliance. Yeah, that does not seem unreasonable to me at all. I mean, if it's that easy to get people in trouble, I mean, that, that's a concerning message. So you post your neighbor's house on Airbnb because you want to get back at him for something? Are they really not going to check to find out, well, who posted that or how long has it been posted or anything like that? Has anyone actually rented the place? Uh, the town maintains, though, that there has to be a real risk of a substantial fine. Otherwise, there's just not going to be compliance. So as far as they are concerned, and this is uh, Michael Fark, who's the uh, GM of Municipal Infrastructure with the town of Camor, they're doing the right thing. The process that we have in place is the appropriate one. Um, We do due diligence to determine that um, listings are currently active uh, for properties that are not in compliance. Um, And we do intend uh, to continue on a going forward basis to provide the stop order and the violation tag at the same time. We have a process in place that is meant to uh, treat all property owners equitably. Um, and you know, similarly, there are many property owners who feel that the town hasn't been doing enough to prevent this type of, of, of use from occurring. Uh, and so it is difficult to find a balance, and certainly those who find themselves on the wrong end of it may disagree with the process or with the outcome. Oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> $2,500 fine is pretty substantial. Now, you can go on Airbnb right now, and I'm just looking at it. Uh, There's numerous listings for Canmore. So how do we know which of these are running afoul of the bylaw? How many of these are old listings? How many of them are active? Uh, You know, and how many have gone through the proper channels? People do want to spend time in the mountains. People do want the opportunity to go take in Canmore and, and, and by extension Banff. And they're looking for affordable options. You know, and there's some listings on Airbnb right now that run, for example, as $139 a night, $48 a night. And some a little bit more than that. So that's appealing to people. Right? Because otherwise, your choices are the hotels. And in a place like Canmore or Banff, I mean, it's the nature of supply and demand. Uh, it, it's going to be pricey to stay in a hotel. I mean, there is competition amongst hotels. This adds to that competition. I think there's also still the notion, too, of, well, hang on, it's my house. If I'm going to be away for the weekend and someone wants to stay there while I'm away, then what's the problem? Why is it the town's concern? Because obviously you can let people stay at your home. You can invite people over all you want. Hey, I live in Canmore. You want to come for the weekend? Come stay. Come stay with me. Sure, absolutely. We'll make room for you. We'll have a good old time. 
Now, if someone wants to compensate you for that, now I guess all of a sudden you got a problem, right? So, yeah, I tend to come down on the side that the, the town's being really heavy-handed here. But maybe I'm overlooking something. Let's see what Mark has to say. Mark, welcome to the program. Yeah, what the heck are we doing running a dictatorship? I own my property. I pay my taxes. I can't rent to who I want. Like, give me a break. You know, Canmore, those people there with all their big pockets, deep pockets, and their political friends. No, it's my property. I'll rent to who I want. Put me in jail. It's my property. What are we, in Russia here? Like, give me a break, Rob. Come on, let's stand up for our rights. We're Canadian citizens. We're acting like a bunch of pussies here. You know, I used to love Canada. I thought we were tough. But this is getting ridiculous. You can't even say hello to a woman in this country anymore. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, Mark. Thank you for your passion and your creativity. Okay, so, um, you know, Mark's got some strong views on that, clearly. Uh, well, speaking of Russia, thanks for the segue too, Mark. Uh, coming up after 1.30, we're going to talk about this story uh, out of the UK. And um, it sounds eerily familiar. We've been down this path once before. So the Russians have a way of uh, going after people that they've got a beef with. In this case, a former Russian spy. Today, British officials confirming that a nerve agent was used in an attack against this former Russian spy and his daughter. Uh, this was today. Metropolitan Police Counterterrorism Chief Mark Rowley says it was not a random attack. Having established that a nerve agent is the cause of the symptoms, leading us to treat this as attempted murder, I can also confirm that we believe the two people originally who became unwell were targeted specifically. Now, it wasn't polomium, at least in this case, but this sounds a lot like the Alexander Litvinenko poisoning. How are the Russians able to get away with this? And what is it they're using to attack these people? So we'll talk a bit more about that coming up after 2.30. Got a few other things to get to before all is said and done. And, of course, more time for your calls. You can reach us at 974-8255. That's 974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.